let's begin by all joining together and praying. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts here be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock, you are our redeemer. Amen. We love it when somebody makes it to the other side. That's the reason why Chris Gardner's life story got turned into a book and then adapted into the movie where Will Smith plays the lead character. You know the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, right? The details in Chris's story just draw you in. And by the end of the movie or the book, it makes you feel like you got somewhere where he got to. If you haven't watched it, it's worth two hours of your time to watch it. Our love for the rags-to-riches stories is definitely why you get these little mini-movies scattered within broadcasts for, like, the NFL or the NBA or any professional sports league, right? When the timeouts come, then the dramatic music starts to play. They show the house that the athlete used to live in in this tiny little trailer or this tiny little room. You can see that life was just rough for those people. And it took so much for them to make it to a better place. And then you hear how those people are so grateful for the life that they have. And then here's my little proof that my knowledge of the South is at least getting a tiny bit better today than it had been before. This is Dolly Parton's story, too. I found that out this week. I didn't know that before. From this small, tiny town uh, out in the woods in Tennessee in a one-room cabin with 11 brothers and sisters and her parents to one of the most famous and wealthy people that our musicians, that our country has ever seen in a musician's life. We love stories like this. The Bible is filled also with people who move from just awful, awful life circumstances to the other side. Lots of people fit this, but there is no one in the Bible like Rahab. Her life just stuns us. Even the tiny details that we have, and we don't have a ton of details, it is absolutely stunning. From who she was to the choices she makes to who she becomes by the end of this, Get ready. God is going to draw you in. He's going to leave you amazed at what a restart with him can look like. There's absolutely a whole nother sermon series or Bible studies worth of details. But a quick look at the context is going to help us understand her story. We got to go back and remember how God freed his Old Testament people from slavery, awful slavery in Egypt. He personally led those people out in that cloud of fire, that uh, cloud of clouds and smoke. They walked across the Red Sea, this huge body of water on dry ground from one side to the other side. He fed his people in the desert. He gave them water where there was no water. And then when it was time for them to move into this new promised, better land, this really good place, People doubted God and his goodness. He doubted, they doubted God's help. 
And because they doubted at that awesome time, God sent them back into the desert to wander around for 40 years until a generation would die out. We pick up Rahab. This story today, as Israel is back from those 40 years of wandering, back on the edge of their first battle, going into the promised land, against the city that you guys know well, against Jericho, this high-walled, absolutely impossible-to-conquer giant city. From this point on, her story gets wrapped around and connected with the story of the Israelites. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. We don't know the details of how she ended up there doing that, but that's her life. Now, she might absolutely have been forced into this kind of life. It might have been a way for her to provide for her family. But I think we do know that exchanging self-control, exchanging a good reputa reputation, exchanging own personal self-worth for whatever the benefit was, if there even was a benefit for her, we know that's not worth it. And life was only going to get tougher for her. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. You, Rahab, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come out to spy on the whole land. Rahab's only got two choices at this point. Give them up and life goes back to what it had been. Or put her own life on the line. Help the people who wanted to come and destroy her city and defy the orders of the king. It's at this point in the dramatic story that I can almost hear the voiceover and the graphic popping up on the TV. What would you do? Do you know the show? Do you remember the show? Have you watched a couple episodes of it? It's the one on ABC that starts out making you absolutely just uncomfortable, right? Because you watch as people interact and they openly devalue somebody for the color of the skin, of their skin, or the language that they're speaking. You hear the dominating and controlling abuse of what looks like a husband or a wife to a boyfriend or girlfriend. You see the bully who acts like a bully and who pushes down the smaller kid and then it pops up, what would you do? Now then we know all these interactions are done by actors who are just acting, but it's pretty amazing. They do them out in the real world with real people who don't know that all of this is, is a setup and is fake. We get to see how real people react when bad things are going on. Now, while you watch, and you're going to see a couple people that kind of just turn away, or people who talk with somebody that they're with and they say, that shouldn't be happening, that's not right. You're going to see a couple of those things. Mostly what you see, though, 
is the person who's going to stand up and get right in between the bully and the person who's bullied. You're going to hear about people who openly go up and say, hey, that's not right what you're saying and what you're doing. You don't judge people from outside looks. You know, you value people just for being people. You hear like immediately how people get on their phone, they call 911 because the situation they're seeing isn't right and then they go and they protect the person who's being abused. This is mostly what you get to see. And what you see in that is character and honesty and care for real people because these people have no idea that all this is scripted and that's why the show is kind of fun it's really encouraging to watch as real people in real life situations make the right choice when the choice is hard now if you don't get encouraged or at least amazed at Rahab's choice here you got to go back and you got to hear it again because she did disobey the king she didn't give him up. She went further than she had to go, and she hid these people on her own roof. She sent these soldiers away on an empty chase, away from the men so that they could be safe. And then we get this just unbelievable conversation that happens with them on the roof. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land, and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. This is Rahab. This is the one who is protecting these people. This is the one who's living in the city where the conquerors are coming. She is absolutely amazing. She's heard about the details, and just hearing the details helps her make up her mind. She's not going to stand in the way of something that amazing. She has awe and respect and honor for this spiritual being that she has never met or known or heard about until now. I think this is why there is nobody in the Bible quite like Rahab. And you and I would like to think that we would make that kind of decision when we're faced with that kind of challenge too, right? But then you start to think about your own life and look at yourself. And you wonder. Because you kind of get stuck in the ordinary and the routine of life. Doing the same things with the same people. And it never ends. You feel like life has been kind of you behind all of the good things going on all along. I mean, you studied hard, and that's why you're learning and understanding things better and your grades are up. Effort and overtime and care paid off, and you got the promotion that you were waiting for, the better job that's waiting for you right now. You're the one who's in control of all of it. Or when you get faced with these morally questionable like challenges in your life, you don't look to a higher power. Instead, you come up with your own morals on your own, the morals that are going to benefit you the most in that situation. Or maybe you're here and 
your heart's a little bit bitter toward God. The idea of any God, because your life circumstances are far from where you want them to be. You relate a whole lot with Rahab and what she was going through. You're on the rag side of the story, and no matter what you try to do, it doesn't look like life is going to get any better for you. I think that's because that's who we are. We can't help but be amazed at what she did. I mean, listen to her next words. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. The Lord your God, you people that I don't know, this God that I've never met or seen or been benefited by, is God. No doubts in there. No blame of that God for her life situation. No self-praise for what she's doing. The Lord your God is God. And that's why I'm going to do what I can do to help. I mean, she not only had confidence in an unknown past, but a future that she doesn't even know either. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Do you hear the details that she is absolutely sure of when she says this? She trusts that those giant walls are coming down and that the Lord's people after they come down are not going to break a promise. Do you hear what she's asking for? A new start on the side of the Lord. What is the only thing that made her do what she did and say what she said? The Lord, who is God. The Lord who made the heavens and the earth. The Lord who makes promises and who keeps those promises. The God who loves all people and wants all people to be saved and to trust in him and his ways. And he teaches us day by day as we live and section by section as we go through parts of his word. He points us to this truth that he is above every circumstance and problem. His goodness is the reason why our lives go the way that they go. He's the one who trusts, who we have to trust. Above the issues and the pains, the past, the here and now, the Lord is God, and he's not going to break his promises. Most of all, at the center of those promises is his promise to save us and forgive us. Like Rahab was going to get to learn then that God is the God who chooses to send his son in the place of sinners. That God is the God who washes and adopts into his family. That God is the God who gives himself in and under bread and wine in a miraculous way that we can't understand so that you can walk away from this with your heart at peace. That the Lord is God is at the absolute core of him and who he is. It's his mercy and his love for us.
So how can you possibly do this? How do you come face to face with your idol and, and how do you react in that situation, right? How many people have gotten to do this and see Mickey? Nobody? Really? Okay, at least one other person. How do you do this then? You haven't experienced it yet. How are you going to approach this? Your idol. This person that you've built up in your mind that you've seen in movies. Okay, maybe it's not Mickey. Maybe it's Moana. Maybe it's Elsa. Maybe it's one of the other uh, characters on there. Maybe, maybe it's the athlete. Maybe it's the celebrity. What do you do when you come face to face with those people? I know for a fact that if whoever you have in your head right now, if they would walk through the back and they would come in here, you would turn and you would gasp and you would take out your phone and you would take pictures of those people because when you come face to face with your idol, with somebody like that, you get starstruck. How do you do it? If, uh, if you want to know, you can actually Google this for Mickey. Come up with a guide when you do go and visit him. There are fun details going on there. But what do you do when you meet somebody that just leaves you in awe? Rahab is what happens when you come face to face with the Lord. And guess what? The Lord responds in this interaction. God speaks through his people and he said to her, our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. You hear it in there. For Rahab, meeting God meant a new start. She and her family were going to be safe when everybody else wanted they then would get the opportunity to go with God's Old Testament people. She could be done with all the awful old way of life. With God, he was going to start to make things new. And like the kids, you might know how the story ends, right? They do it. They walk around these massive walls for seven days and the walls fall. They defeat Jericho and other kings and other kingdoms that were way more powerful and bigger and stronger than them. God gives them their new earthly home. And more importantly, then they start to live in the place where the Savior was going to be born. And along with all of those good and awesome things, who's right there with them? Rahab and her family. And I think even more than just being on the side then of God and his people, Rahab, Rahab's a hero. I mean, she gets name dropped three times in the New Testament and each time is unbelievable and amazing. She's in the Heroes of Faith chapter. Maybe you know it, Hebrews 11, that talks about just unbelievable people who trusted in God. Rahab and what she did is in there. But the most amazing thing that happens for Rahab, who lived that kind of life, who didn't know the Lord for so much of her life, do you know what we find out in Matthew? Rahab is part of Jesus' family. I don't know what generation back it was, but Rahab is his great, 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 however many generations, grandma, through Rahab and her family, Jesus was going to be born for you and me. 
all because God helped her know who he was and what he does for people. That's what God promises for you too. As you put in the time and the effort and the energy into learning more about God and who he is and what he does, oh yeah, he's going to change your life. Now maybe you've been a Christian your whole life and you know this story and all the other stories of the Bible really well. And so the changes might not look massive or dramatic, but it will be a steady and solid ground for you to stand on when the ups and downs come. I mean, if you've started digging into God's word and you've got the questions, that's why you need to stick around after worship and hangout time today and come to starting point and ask the questions that you have and dig in a little bit more with other people who are interested in digging in in a place where you can ask questions and, and know that people are interested too. Or maybe for you, this is the first time that you're hearing any of this. That you're just interested in hearing about Jesus or Christianity at all. Keep listening. Keep coming if you're here. Reach out to me or anybody else here when you're comfortable with that. And know that we're praying for you and thinking about you and trying to find ways to connect you to Jesus. Because God loves you more than you, than you can know yet. And what you and I are going to find when we come face to face with God and he teaches us about himself is the same thing that Rahab found out. That we have a God who has done miraculous things that go past science and logic and human understanding. That we have a God who chooses to be there for sinners, to forgive them, to love them, and to give them a new life based on faith and trust in him who won't ever let you down. Amen.